Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Forever. Dog. Well, 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 thank you so much for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Michelle Collins, live in London, meaning recording in London. Uh, Here now, I'm in week three of London lockdown. This is Midnight Snack. Happy to be here. If you want to follow me online, you can at Mishkol, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can review the podcast. Be sweet. Be nice. Uh, But I have to introduce... Just my rock, a man I text with every day. There's not a day goes by that I do not have some sort of, I don't know, repartee, t- Twitter DM, perhaps. I love him oh, like absolutely. family. He's called Dan Acton. <laughs> what am I doing today? His name is Dan Acton. He's with us like... at, I don't know what's going on. I'm like a weird Mel Torme right now. He's a real sweet cat. His name's. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to come out in like a Liberace like cape. <laughs> I do have rhinestones. Look at my sleeve. Maybe that's oh, why yeah, I'm acting that way. Oh, I know. Thank you. It's a cute shirt, yeah. but it's almost big, dare I say. I feel like it's like unflattering if I sat like that. But then when I sit like that, you're um, like, oh, I miss you. What's happening? I know. I miss you too. It's been uh, it's been a couple of weeks. 
It has been. I know. Well, scheduling is really hard now to do this. Uh, But I mean, obviously you you must have a lot to say because I haven't talked to you in about (laughs) a couple weeks. Well, here's what I have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, (laughs) I put on a shirt for this podcast because I mean, a button down shirt. Yeah. And I immediately just sat down like two minutes ago and a button flew off. Oh, flew or popped? uh, Popped. What number? What number down from the top? Or up from the bottom. It's like the last one. Down. <gasps> the, bottom. the bottom. You know, it's funny. Yeah, as, it's a, not great. as a wide hipped lady, uh, I oftentimes or oftentimes cannot wear button downs because of my boobs and my butt. And and also because I oh. tend to look like a female prison security guard in them. But there's a very specific <laughs> look when you put me in a button. It depends on what kind of button down. Like I love a white right. button down with like a puff sleeve. Very chic. Like that kind of yeah. Ralph Lauren look. But if you put me yes. in like an Ann Taylor, like a work, you know, like a $39.99 white <laughs> or blue work button down for ladies in terrible my size, for clothes. Ter- yeah. expensive, a, a stretch button down. I literally look like I just won the LPGA tournament. Like it just, it's so <laughs> ugly. I mean, it really takes me to a new place and that's all right. Um, but I'm sorry, the buttons constantly fly off of my clothing. I don't know what to do. I mean, I... Well, I think you just got to sew it back on. Oh, it's right there. It looks like yeah, you're holding up a loose tooth. No, it's right here. I thought yeah, it was your molar also, fell out. I also, I also loose, <laughs> lost a couple teeth. <laughs> Swear to God, if you could see what I'm seeing right now, it looks like he held up a whole tooth from his mouth. Um, I, I packed a pair of jeans that I put on the other day and I packed a pair of broken jeans. I'm going to leave them here. The zipper was completely busted. I mean, I can't win (laughs) anyway, Dan, um, so much to catch up on since I haven't talked to you in so long. Uh, I'm still here. I'm in my little lockdown phase. I'm not feeling, I'll tell you something funny. My quarantine ended last Saturday, but honestly it hasn't really changed a lot for me now. I got some DMs from people who were like, you're breaking quarantine because I did go with mask always to the market near me. And I did, I got tested like three days after I landed and I was negative obviously, but, and I did go for walks with mask. And like, obviously the idea of quarantine is you do not leave your apartment. I get it. Yeah. But but aren't you allowed to, aren't you allowed to like walk around the block? Like you can have some physical activity. I think that's for lockdown, not quarantine. I definitely fucked oh, it up. I, I definitely fucked it up. But okay. let me tell you something. Right. By the way, everybody was like, oh, what are you going to do for quarantine? I was like, oh, I don't know. I guess I'll stay home. Not only did nobody check up on me because people were like, yeah, they send cops around to people's homes to like knock and make sure you're there. Like the gestops. I was like nervous that some like right. hot cop was going to come up here. <laughs> not only I never got a phone call, not a knock, not a forest gump feather with a drone on it. What? I didn't get anything checking in on me. And as I mentioned when I landed, not a single face-to-face. Everyone is like, how'd you get in? All these Americans are like, how did you get into England? I'm like, I went on um, united.com. I bought a flight and I came (laughs) here, you know? And the irony is that I did come here for work purposes, but obviously none of that is happening now because it's a lockdown. But frankly, I wanted to be here anyway. So I'm here. But yeah, things are actually nice. Um, I was saying to someone for me, because I honestly stay home almost the whole day. It's just really nice not being in my apartment in New York. And I realized that I sound so privileged saying that because everybody is doing what I was doing, which was living and then working out of your apartment. That right. for me was making me mentally feel sick, literally. 
And I don't know if it's because also yeah. like for serious, I have to be live every day and like perform and you know, and I'm performing like from my living room with no pants on with no view from my apartment. I mean, I have a nice, I can see sky. Oh. It's not like full Shawshank, but there's just like not yeah, a lot exactly. going on, you know? So I just needed like a new, literally for my mental health, in addition to yeah. like professional reasons, I just needed a new <laughs> place to go. And that was stupid. Yeah, of me. Exactly. I feel like it was selfish. I admit I, I I'm open to criticism for it, but what I've really been doing here is basically watching. Like I bought an Amazon fire stick to be able to stream American TV. Cause I had a whole thing going. It is still okay. in the box because all I do every day is watch terrible, terrible British TV. I watch Frasier every single morning. I mean, I'm really living a <laughs> perfect life. Like I have no basically British TV. <laughs> What is that accent? They love Fraser here. They think I I think they think that Americans are like Fraser. Oh. When I, I tell wish. people I have a radio show, like I actually <laughs> watch, it's funny watching Fraser do his job because I'm like, I'm Fraser. Like I do that. <laughs> you know? I want to be a bulldog or you know, Oh, you could be you could be or, my Roz. Uh, You're Roz. Or Gil. Oh no, Gil. Tracy is Roz. Oh, Gil. Yeah. Who is the sexier one? Bulldog or Gil? Gil or Bulldog? <laughs> Bulldog. Come on. Although I did sit next. I, I Do you remember that Oscar Wilde themed bar? Yeah, we, we went, went there. Once, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I love that bar. One time I was there and uh, Gil was sitting next to me. What? And, uh, yeah. And I didn't say anything because like, I think he was in a play. Like the actor was in a, a play on Broadway or something at the yeah. time. But uh, I was impressed. I thought it was really cool, but I didn't have the courage to say Love you, Gil. Well, I don't think people are constantly barraging Gil with the attention he so so desperately is seeking. So maybe I, you could. I know. <laughs> that's me with every with any celebrity that that to me is like amazing. Yeah. I get super nervous. Like one time, I saw uh, TV's Frank from Mystery Science Theater. Oh my like god! The, you know I hate yeah, Mystery and, Science and Theater. I, Go on. You're you're out of your mind. I know. But like I I was so like tentative to like walk up to him he's very friendly he's super see nice but that's like cult photo. shit i feel like that people would be you know what i mean oh uh, yeah i guess so we have to mention something dan this week dan is my you see unlike a lot of people who send me animal videos dan goes out of his way to send me things that i've never seen like you really <laughs> tend and to often dislike <laughs> oh 75 percent of the things i get from dan are like from the howard the duck files of things i wish my brain had never ever seen the response is always like swing and a miss <laughs> well you're also into like old cartoons which like that is not yeah. me yeah i know you know what i mean so dan sent me this craigslist ad from, uh, it was two days ago i think you sent it to me yeah and i don't have the exact ad in front of me but basically it said like one pig couch, slightly used, something like that. And it said, um, my, actually I posted on my uh, Instagram, I can pull it up. But the gist of it was I bought this pig couch for $11,000, got this pig shaped couch a few years ago. It was designed by artist Pavia Burroughs. I need to Google her by the way. And is a really insane, cool addition to any home. Sure is. Especially if you love <laughs> pigs, but even if you just like animals. Also very comfy. I'm going to stop right there and just say that it's, I know that this ended up being a scam. Whoever wrote that made it sound so legit. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it really sounds like someone really trying to convince you that you would love this, even though it's obviously a million dollar work of art. You know what I mean? It'd be like, 
If you like pigs, well, no, duh, or animals, doy, like, look at it. If you like pig couches, I have an item for you. Listen, I'm not kidding. When I thought this was a real thing, I was like, I, I would have actually paid, honestly, probably two to $3,000 for it. I was like ready to, you know, yeah. I just bought some dog art. You know what I paid for that? <laughs> Selling it for $250, even though my boyfriend and I bought it for over... $11,000 and it's in pristine yeah. condition. Need someone. <laughs> sure. Uh, there's so many like pig sty jokes you could toss in. Need someone to pick it up. A-S-A pig. That's me. As my new boyfriend hates it. And sadly, this is non-negotiable. Now, let me also add, if I was dating a guy who didn't understand my pig couch, just off the bat, not going to work out. It's just not going to work. The negotiations went on into the night. Ultimately, it was non-negotiable. Her boyfriend is Russell Crowe in um, The Insider. (laughs) (laughs) He has like the luster glasses on. I'm like, wow, he's really putting a tough, tough act on. Dan sent this to me. And Dan, I I mean, I was texting you. I was like, I I need it. Like, I, I genuinely was like, you know, I have a famous story of when I found my crate and barrel couch, which I love at the outlets. Yeah. For a hundred dollars. Do you remember that? And I just right, wanted yeah. to buy the cushions off of it because they were brand new, beautiful, fresh cushions. And they were like, no, cause the frame had like chocolate quote unquote, something smeared on it. And they were like, no, you have to take the whole couch. You can't just take, cause I was willing, here's a hundred bucks, toss right, it in right. the fucking garbage. Give me these beautiful yeah. new cushions. They wouldn't do it. And I left that couch there and it has haunted me. I'm not joking. Cause now my cushions, especially in quarantine are like not as nice. You right, know, they're you just, use them. I could use them. That has, that has literally, it makes me nauseous to talk about it. Cause by the way, to get a new cushion from crane barrel, each one is like 200 minimum, you know? So this pig couch was like, I'm not going to fuck this up again. I'm not. Cause like now I'm like, (laughs) I could have hired a guy to come, you know, paid him even if it was a hundred to just take the thing away. You know what I mean? I really made a huge mistake. I wasn't in it and now I was in it. And so I sent an email to the Craigslist. I'm going to pull it up. I haven't looked at it since I sent it because by the way, twist it was a scam listener. My email said, let me see if I can find it. I'm so embarrassed. I already feel like my face feels hot and like really embarrassed. Wait. I realized that I was, I was texting with like four other people giving them the play by play. I'm like, Michelle just emailed them. Uh, we're <laughs> like, she's trying to get them on the show or something. No, I was like, it was going to be great. I only, Oh, here it is. Now the thing that sucks about Craigslist is this person now has my email address because I think that it, it, unhides it it doesn't hide it so i wrote it to the email that i sent it to was um one five f two d four zero one nine one d a three a four six nine etc etc at sales.craigslist.org okay in case anyone's interested I, I wrote, so the, the subject is unique pig couch must pick up asap that was theirs obviously yeah i said please please tell me this is still available. (laughs) But because by the way, when I got this from you, no one was talking about it. I feel like I posted it before it became Mm. viral. I'm not saying I made it viral, but yeah, I hadn't seen it anywhere. We talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, Same. I said, I've never seen anything more perfect in my life. (laughs) You have to see this couch. It's so stupid looking. The pig is also like so sad. Like his eyes are so like, I said, and if not, Dash, may I ask how you even got such a thing with seven question marks? 
I'm sorry, drop my like, I, I wrote, I have a radio show and would love to talk about this tomorrow. Cause honestly, I was like, this is great. Or a podcast. Yeah. I was like, this would be great for the pod. Oh, yeah. You're obviously a genius. That's what I said. <laughs> Your boyfriend needs to get on board. That's what I wrote. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a great email. Like I'm flattering her, you yeah, know, I'm yeah, assuming yeah. it's a woman. It may not be. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I like I said, I have a radio show. I want to talk about you. Mm-hmm. You're obviously mm-hmm. so smart. Now, what is the actual story? Cause I'll be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of people sent me the Jezebel article, the New York times. It was in New York magazine. Honestly, I was so hurt by getting tricked by it. And I felt so stupid for falling for it that I have not actually looked at any of the reveal articles. Cause it made me feel too stupid. I mean, I think that the, I think that the scam was, I mean, it exists. Somebody made it. And actually the, the other photo in the New York times makes it look even more chic. It's like a different angle. Oh, with the it's picture really in the nice. times. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. Oh, well, it's like the, in an office. The main photo setting. is, um, oh, this picture. Uh, it's yeah. it has like hay around it and leaves. Honestly, I don't like it at all. I don't like the the addition of, <laughs> of flies, whatever is on it, leaves. I don't like it at all. Can I read wow. the story very quickly? Yes. This is from the Times. <laughs> the Times covered it. It says, Abigail Rowe already had a couch, a hand-me-down from her ex-boyfriend's brother, but someday arrived sooner than she was expected. 2018, she was browsing the free stuff. If she, this fucking bitch got this... I'm sorry, I have to stop here because this is why I didn't want to read it. See, this is why I didn't want to read it. Because if I find out that this woman got this pay couch for free, <laughs> I'm going to go full bodies exhibit on the Zoom. I'm going to literally rip the skin off of my body and reveal flesh and just scream. I'm not ready. When she saw the perfect couch, a bu- I'm going to fucking shit. I'm so angry. A bulging pink love seat shaped like a pig. The upholstery was shiny. Its eyes were vacant. Just like me. Everything is about me. Slightly downcast, its tail, a bit of unraveled yarn jutting from its hindquarters, looked like an afterthought. The pig is expressive and sort of downtrodden. It looks inviting. So this person who posted it said he was a furniture art. Oh, that he was a furniture artist. Oh, I see. So this is where the scam starts. Now I'm understanding it, that he would give it away to anyone who could explain in detail what it meant to them. Oh, she wrote a poem. To him. See, now they didn't write the poem. I would love to know. By the way, if they had... See, this is a way to get people to get very creative. I would have written a full Les Mis musical, like a full (laughs) parody musical where this pig was Jean Valjean (laughs) and it like stole some like, you know, corn from the local piggy bishop. Okay, wait. It says, uh, when Andrew didn't respond, she doubted his intentions and a reverse image search showed that her fears were founded. It was an ad from 2016. The catch was available, picked up in Boca. Okay. So I'm fast forwarding. So I fell for a scam. I can't believe this pig couch scam. How did it take me so long? How did it take so long to get to me? It's just like too good to be true. Well, you know what? After we talked, I saw it. I watched, um, how to with, uh, John Wilson. Oh yeah, and, people love uh, that show, and yeah, I, I love it. Uh, but they flashed to it as one of I, I, it was it was an episode about furniture and furniture. Wait, color. really? And they just like flashed to it, but it was a different ad. So it it, it had shown up like years ago, and he like took a photo. <laughs> well, it turns out the woman I'm reading here named Ms. Martinez, she's a benevolent troll. So luckily, I don't think she's going to do anything horrible with my email address. No, I hope not. But she's saying that. Um, 
Pavia, Bur- it really is from an artist named Pavia Burroughs. By the way, she's 31 years old. I wonder if I could commission something from her. I would love a gorilla seat. Absolutely forget the, should. I want like a, you know, I'm going to end up like dry humping that shit every night. I'm like, yeah, can I have it? It's going to be my real doll, basically. I want King Kong in my apartment. You call me, I'm straddling it. I'm like, mm, just watching TV. What's going on? Anything, anything happening? <laughs> She says the, that the artist wants people to know it's a chair, not a couch. His name is Hillhawk, a portmanteau of hillock, a small knoll on which to sit, and hamhock, a cut of pork. That's cute. He's hand-stitched from velvet that you could clearly see in satin, stuffed with foam. He's lightweight despite his bulk. Same. He was part of a living room set. Wait, is there, I wish I could see the whole shit. Living oh, I room see. set? Yeah. Oh. It was inspired by an image in Masquerade, a picture book by Kit Williams, that she poured over as a child and there was a man sitting on a pig in it. By the way, if this woman doesn't seriously become so wealthy, like yeah. that one of her pieces of art has literally become its own, has now written about in the times because so many people want it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, she yeah, should yeah, start. Yeah. I, I feel like why isn't Crate and Barrel making piggy furniture? Like people need to start thinking out of the box. You know, I'm here at an Airbnb. It's a nice <laughs> enough couch, but it's very uncomfortable and it's like very low backed, which I hate. If there was like a huge, like, they, you know, anteater yeah. here, I would sit on it. <laughs> they could, they could charge like 50, a hundred uh, pounds more a night. I don't know what they use. Uh, pounds. <laughs> like, You're right. Pounds. Literally physical pounds. A mm-hmm. hundred pounds uh, more per night with something like that. That's, the, that's the photo that I really There like. is that's the cool. classiest picture. There's a picture of this pig couch. And I got to say, you know what though? It really looks horrible. I actually, you know what? I actually feel like this picture has broken the curse for me because it's in like a nice apartment, nice rug, but look at how it lays. You know what? It's, it's actually terrible. It's actually very disgusting. Now that I'm really looking at it, can you imagine walking into someone's house? It's like Hannibal Lecter and that would be sitting there. It's really funny, honestly, but um, by the way, so the person who owns it, because it's in Maryland, I guess, has received offers. I have to tell you something. I think the couch is worth a lot more than 11 grand. It's to me now, yes. it's like with the Banksy, you know, where it's the yeah, yeah, yeah. the attention that's, that's been attached to it. That's yeah. like 90% of art is not so much what it is, but like, what is the buzz surrounding it? And that now it's like a, that's right. an international sensation. I, <laughs> I would wonder if the price of something like that would be almost up to 50, 60,000. I'm not joking. There's I someone out there who would you pay could that. get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's not even that much. It's nothing. <laughs> Dan, I gotta say, uh, just the, the treasure and treat I get from hearing your laugh and seeing your face week in, week out. Just, it makes me feel so alive. And thank you for taking time out of your work day to join us today. Everyone give it up for Dan Acton. Follow Dan at Dan underscore Acton. And he's going to have some other stuff to shill. I'm sure in the coming weeks, we'll talk about it. Um, Uh, Yeah. yeah. All right. But we, uh, we have a great guest on today. Andrew T. Let's introduce him now. I am, first of all, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to open this podcast by saying the angle of which your camera is pointed right now. I just want to paint a picture because I know it's an audio podcast. Mm-hmm. I do feel like you're straddling me and I hope that's okay mm-hmm. to say. <laughs> but mm-hmm. It's pointing up at you and I love it. Honestly, I feel safe. It's, it's, uh, yeah, th- this is, I don't know about straddle. I feel like there, there's a little bit of like, you're, you're feeling a little sick and you're just, you know, 
It's you're, true. You're just on the couch. You're on the couch, and I'm Aww. I guess straddling your ass. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> this is well, no better way to start start this episode, or at least welcome our guest. Who? Um, <laughs> what up? Who, by the way, I've, I'm so excited you're doing this, Andrew. I, I've known you now. Let me say before I introduce you that I talked to, um, I have a cousin in Australia, believe it or not. Mm. I don't think he would mind me saying his name, which is Richard Skimmins. Okay, that's his actual sure. name. Sure. And that's really his name. And he's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and he listens to the podcast with his kids in the car. And he was like, you know, every time you have guests on, you never introduce them properly. Like, I don't know. Like Americans know who these people are, but I as an Australian don't know. And I took mm. that note to heart. So I'm going to introduce you like a real host. Oh, dang. Okay. You ready? We can, I, all right. Yes, please. Let's go. Let's, let's see it. First of all, we went to college together. I know. Crazy. I was going to say, I, I, yeah, we, we've known each other forever. Forever. It's, He's the host. We're going to talk all about college. I have so much to say. He hosts oh, one of the most brilliant podcast and he's been hosting it way before it was um cool to be woke i feel you were you were so far oh ahead God. of the wokeness game andrew it's called yo is this racist <laughs> just it's still funny it's so funny <laughs> it's it's 90% 99% name once you once you once you get the the title out it's kind of like you get what you're getting but if that yeah if you get a chuckle from the fucking name I mean, it's just so funny because I feel like, yo, is this racist? That's like everyone is always walking that line. We'll talk about that. He's also, and I just found this out, and I'm so excited for you. You're one of the writers on the ABC show Mixed Dish. Yeah. Amazing. Doing, doing that, doing the 80s thing, doing the, the Blackish Universe thing. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's really, it's weird making making TV these days, but, uh, you know. Well, I'm, I'm ready to talk about all it. of it. His name is yep. Andrew T. You have to follow Andrew. One, literally one of the funniest people I know uh, at Andrew T. <laughs> T. I, I really mean it on Twitter and on Instagram. My friend Andrew Thank T, you. who I now go 22 years back with, technically, I think. Yeah, I was going to say uh, we know we've now we've crossed a line where I've known you longer than I haven't known you, which is. Oh, wild. my God. <laughs> and yet we barely know each other. <laughs> yeah. But that's OK. Well, I think that's that's college. That's perfect. You know, we were like in the same, I would say circles, like speaking of the Mm -hmm. universe, like the, you know, Kenya universe, we were sort of, Mm -hmm. we weren't good friends in college, but like, we certainly got along well. And yeah, I always thought you were very funny. And so it makes sense that this is (laughs) what you're doing with your life. Do you ever think about, cause now you're living in LA. Mm -hmm. Do you miss uh, Morningside Heights, Andrew T? Oh, interesting. I was so I was going to say part of the reason why we weren't super close um, is that you were in the group of people that knew what they wanted to do in yeah. college. Like you. you guys were like, yeah, we're going to we're going to make, you know, amazing, you know, comedy shows, whatever. And I was like, cause I was like a neuroscience major. <gasps> I kind of still in the back of my brain through college. I was like, I'm going to be a scientist. So like I didn't know that you majored in neuroscience. <laughs> I think I like I don't talk about it because it's like I was really really bad at it. Like really <laughs> amazingly bad at it. Whoa. And I did not realize that like cuz all those assholes wanted to be doctors and I didn't. I was like I'm going to be a brilliant scientist. And then um let's just say mm-hmm. uh there are multiple f- practicing physicians now in the world who probably are good physicians who would routinely cheat off me in biology. You're joking. So I'm not. 
It's there are there's some real dum dums with, with your lives in their hands, and you know what? More power to them. Wait Less a minute. Power to them. Are you ideally. saying that there are practicing professionals who, in college, Correct. you know for a fact, copied off of you? Yes. I mean, this is like some bullshit Elaldo to quote Martin Lawrence. This is bullshit Elaldo. <laughs> yeah. How did you know they were copying? Did you, because let's be honest, let's talk about cheating in school. Cause the, actually I do love this topic of conversation. I 100% cheated in high school. No mm-hmm. question. We had a kid in our school who would um, make all the TI-85 um, programs. He knew how to like, Oh, sure, sure, sure. Hack yeah. everything for pre-calculus and stuff. So we used to cheat all the time and I definitely just, I definitely cheated off of people. I was a cheat. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. <laughs> like I did. Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. Did you ever cheat or you were the cheatee? Interesting. I was, so the, the cheating was of the level of, cause we were in like the humongous biology lecture hall right. and it's just like, Hey, what'd you get for 35? You know, that sort of thing. It wasn't oh, that's like not a, bad. A, okay. a wholesale, like, Hey, copy my whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it's like a, Hey, you know, what would you do for this? What'd you do for that? Sort of, sort of a whisper thing. Don't you feel um, though a little bit bitter that nowadays kids have programs where you can plug in <laughs> entire professional essays and it automatically turns them into written a, a completely different essay. So you can turn it in and get the credit. Cause I would have 100% used amazing. that. Amazing. I, I really, I don't know how school could possibly function. These days. I know. It seems like there's no – how could you possibly evaluate someone – or sorry, I should say I thought – so So to going back a little bit. So while while y'all were spending your 20s, you know, pursuing your actual dreams. Thank you. I spent my 20s, like, <laughs> working in, you know, for, like, a, a for tech companies and, like, you know, computer, computer programming stuff. So I've had, like, I think, like, more experience as a, like – real sad office worker than I think most of the people we went to college with. So I, what I will tell you is I think the reality of working in a, you know, white ish collar job situation is cheating is actually a really good skill for that because it doesn't matter how you came up with the answer. You just need the right thing and you have all the resources in the world at your disposal. So except for the tiny sliver of ethics, like I'm like, yeah, cheating probably is like, if you can like produce a good essay. It doesn't really matter how you did it. Without really. finally, you're making sense. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> now you're making no, sense. I, I completely agree. And by the way, I had shitty office jobs. I was not just to clear my name. I was not <laughs> a kid who went to, I went to Barnard as you know, but I did not go to school. Uh, I took mm. out college loans. I was like a middle-class sure, sure, sure. Miami girl who could not pursue comedy without working. Cause we knew some of them. Mm. We have friends who yes, were yes, able yes. to do that. That <laughs> yes, was yes. not me. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was not what I meant. I, I guess what I meant was even into like my thirties, I, I think I was like 32 before I, I um, quit having like a day job. And I was like on a decent track to be like a very boring person. Wow. Um, so I was like doing that shit for a decade, 11 years, 11 years. That's incredible. At, yeah. What were you doing? You were doing like, I feel like Bitcoin. Like, am I saying things? What were you doing? <laughs> were you in Bitcoin? Uh, <laughs> oh God, no. I was, I, I was, I mean, the, I, I was like doing like crappy programming jobs. And then I worked in, um, at Comedy Central in like digital oh, yes. media, like forever and ever. I think when you, when you were at Best Week Ever, it was like, like we were like kind of like, I think ultimately like five levels up, we had the same boss kind of stuff. Absolutely. They always got fired. You know what I mean? I'll tell you this. 
anytime I've had a boss, they don't last more than six months. If you are my boss, you will oh lose your job. My, yeah. nick- my nickname for this phenomenon was that I was boss office poison, which I thought was genius. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying it that's here. That's good. Very Thank good. you. Very good. <laughs> but honestly, when I worked at VH1, I was there for six years. I must have had um, no less than seven bosses, like big bosses I'm talking, not just yeah. direct superiors, you know? Yeah, and yeah. they all one by one got chopped. And did you end up, lo- can I ask a personal question? Did you leave Comedy mm. Central or did they lay you off? And I'm only asking because they were known for layoffs, as was VH1. I- so I fucked up big time. I left oh, shit. Um, on my own. And then not two months later, <gasps> everyone in my department got laid off. Um, oh my God. But that like, is had, my worst, I my know, worst they, nightmare. Go on. Everyone got severance except for me. I remember thinking like, oh my God, if I'd waited two more months, I would have had literally like, I think at the time they were giving you like, a month's salary for every year you work there. And I'd been there like nine years. I'm shitting in (laughs) my pants. Well, you know what? We have that in common because I have never in my lifetime received severance, which is a good thing, I guess. But I, I mean, I've been fired, but I've never been fired where they're like, also here's money. Like they're just like, get your shit and get out. I'm like, okay, no one ever wants to like thank me for my hard work for some reason. No, it's wild. What a, what a system. What a, what a system. No, I, yeah. So I, I fucked up there big time. And then actually speaking of poison. Go on. So then one, one of the things that let me quit uh, that day job was I sold Yo, Is This Racist as like a pilot. We sold it to ultimately one, two, three places. So the real thing that happened was literally every exec that initially brought the, the project in was mm-hmm. fired immediately. No. Like, it, yeah, I just murder execs with Yo's as racist. But you know what's funny? That it's, you know, A, number one, that was a whole, this must happen all the time because that was an entire storyline on Seinfeld when they sold mm. the pilot, Jerry, and Bob Balaban right. was um, the head of NBC famously, and then he got fired and then they got fucked. That's basically what happened to me on The View, funny enough. Same thing, where I was yeah. hired by people who like loved me, they got it, they supported me. They lost their jobs right before I officially started mine. And so the people who came right. in were just like, yeah. who the fuck are you? And I'm like, hi, you know, I'm coming in. They're like full Gandalf, you know, like, hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Like, you don't know who I am, but I promise I'm good. And so to start, it's like with anything, everybody always in this business that we're in, people want credit. Like, I feel like executives are solely mm-hmm. there to take credit for other people's talent. And so mm-hmm. in your case, in my case, like, because no one could really claim credit for us. Mm-hmm. No, why would yeah, anybody want to put their time into it? It's not worth it for yeah. them to do that, you know, and it's bullshit, yeah. honestly. Yeah. It's if anything, actually, they're disincentivized to, to to make anything work from before. It's really weird. It's a really weird system that I still do not understand. But yeah, it was really just like, oh, I'm I can who who is going to get fired next by by taking a chance on wow. the, the so racism it, show? It was almost like the Jumanji board game. Like anyone who got the, or like the ring, anyone mm-hmm. who bought your show mm-hmm. was just mm-hmm. really buying themselves, packing their shit and going out. Jerry yeah. Maguire style. Yeah. It's a beautiful message, Andrew. I don't know what it is. I'm going to think it through and figure out what the message mm-hmm. of that is. Let's talk about your podcast a little bit because sure. not a little yeah. bit. I'll spend the rest of the hour. I, I did it many years ago. I think I lived in LA when I came on. So it was a long time yeah, ago. I think so yeah. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is this question has always been 
part of everyone's, at least anyone with any sort of, uh, you know, we're talking about ethical code or morals or whatever. Right, right, right. You know, you you never want to sound racist. I mean, my God, that's like everybody's basic. <laughs> I, I, I say this as a white woman. My worst nightmare is anybody thinking I'm racist. Like I would just sure. freak, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there are so many, you know, things that people don't even know are racist. Like when I learned that spirit animal was racist, that term spirit animal, which yeah. alludes to like a Native American thing, which really shouldn't be borrowed. And, you know, how many dumb white girls were like, spirit animal. <laughs> like everybody was saying that shit, you know? So yeah. there are things we say we don't even know that they're racist we have good intentions and and we learn from them so first question is i had to get that off my chest at the top but yeah no i'm with you i have so much to say because funny enough i feel like every day i'm learning new more and more and more information like how the melody that the ice cream truck plays is like this racist song horrible (laughs) it's so nuts and now I hear it and it's um it's like in a like a horror movie. I hear the ice cream melody now and I'm like I can't it's like hearing Michael Jackson. I'm like I can't believe anyone still thinks it's okay to play that. <laughs> but in the meantime, when you started, let's talk about when you started it to today, yeah. which has been 9 years you've had this podcast basically. Jesus. Oh my god. No offense, but you've been doing it forever. No. <laughs> It's, I'm, I have purposefully not kept track, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Because for a long time, it's just like, it was like, you know, uh, Earwolf at the time, like, let me do whatever. And there wasn't like, I was mostly just thinking of it as like Twitter almost. It's just like a thing that's like, it, it'd be cool. It, it was basically before podcasting was any kind of business. Right. So it was just like, yeah, this is just, thank you for letting me yell into a microphone. And that's sort of it. That's um, my whole career is based like, off of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> the, it's like, yeah. But again, I feel like like you and, and a bunch of our cohorts was were like better at it. So I was like getting in my reps of learning how to be a human being in front of a microphone or in front of people when I was like 30. Yeah, but that's <laughs> a beautiful. You're like Kamala Harris, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're just people. No, that's it. They're, who f- that's it. I'll stop. I'm exactly. Now, was that racist? No, <laughs> I know <just, laughs> you're the expert. No, but why did you want initially to start? I think where, where I'm mm-hmm. heading with this line of questioning is like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the most de rigueur topic now. And sure. yet nine years ago when people were tweeting, people who are now canceled or were canceled for tweeting like mm-hmm. racist jokes, you know, mm-hmm. nine years ago, you were ahead of it. So why did you want to start that particular message to begin with? You know, what's funny is, I mean, really, like, speaking of my work, which is, like, and this is, I want to say this now, which is, like, I'm not trying to, like, I think this would have been the case anywhere where I worked. So it happens that I was at Comedy Central or anywhere in entertainment. Um, And, yeah, I don't don't want to, this is not to shit on them, but I was so frequently the only person of any color in so many rooms Hmm. when I worked there. So, and, you know, it's not at all a bad workplace and they're not, like, especially racist for like a humongous corporation or anything like that. Um, But, you know, it was like any time, basically the reason I started the uh, podcast was um, I kept on getting asked that question. And I was like, frankly, the fact that like a well-educated, like at the time, upper middle-class, like middle-class, upper middle-class, whatever, like Asian man is like the the most color you could get is not a good sign. (laughs) That in of itself. I'm laughing, is- but I'm crying because it's just. Yeah. I know that's in every every TV job I've had. That is an issue. Yeah. And you want to yeah. know? I, I think I'll start by saying, and this is, by the way, we're going to talk about this. I feel like the whole hour because it's really sure. there's so much to yeah, say about it. I feel, yeah. but 
look, as we were saying before, if you don't have family money, and this is known already, you cannot get entry level jobs in TV. When I graduated, oh, right. and I'm a, I'm a white girl. I'll keep saying I'll say ten more times in case people don't know mm-hmm. who I am. Some people think mm-hmm. I'm Wendy Williams based on my voice, and I love that. That's flattery where I come from. Yeah. But in the meantime, uh, my first job out of college was at the Sci-Fi Channel. Horrible job working in their PR department. They should have never hired me. They were paying me, I think, $27,000 a year. This mm-hmm. was in 2002. And yeah. my checks per week were like $300. Like It was like you yeah. couldn't live off that money. And my parents in New York, yeah. in New York forget it. Yeah, I had yeah. cheap rent, my parents, but my parents never super helped me, but they would definitely send me money. I wouldn't be able to survive off of it. Yeah. So, yep. you know, when people are coming in from lower income areas, it's already, that's when we talk about like, cause people don't get systemic racism. Sometimes it takes a while. That's it. It's yeah. like, they're already starting at a lower thing. I'm just giving it an encyclopedic kind of background to why TV is so fucking white. Cause it is. Yeah. 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 I, and I think, you know, so that's sort of the secret. I think like, like going back to actually your intro, one of the things that I used to get as hate mail and it would kind of bother me, but I'm realizing is sort of the opposite, which is like people would write in or call in for the podcast um, mm-hmm. and be like, you know, you're you're cheapening the word racist. If you, as I do, call everything racist, then mm-hmm. that like, you know, you, you know, cheapens the, the idea. And, and like cheapening the word racist is like a thing that like I actually think more of us should look, we're a country that is dominating the world that was built on slavery. So like, right. it's okay for like everything to be racist and just like talk about it in those terms. So it's like, yeah, it's no one's Hollywood's a great example, right? Cause like no one in Hollywood really is racist. And yet every year we make a product, you know, if you add up every single second of screen time in Hollywood, it's like, overwhelmingly straight white men, overwhelmingly straight white men directing in charge, you know, executives, whatever, not exclusively. So it's like, okay, you know, points of view, all that shit. Like, so you're like, okay, but no one's racist, you know, but with exceptions, but like, but deep down, I mean, it's like the Anna Wintour thing too. Like Anna Wintour, who, by the way, just between us, my sources Mm -hmm. tell me that Mm -hmm. article Mm -hmm. that came out about her in the times that sort of, which I actually thought was, um, honestly quite lighthearted if anything i've not lighthearted but i have heard such horrible things about anna wintour and being explicitly racist and saying terrible things and sure. they fought so hard to to can that um that article that i feel like what ended up getting released was just like a muppet baby's version of the information sure, that they sure. had because they were afraid of her so there is yeah. still you know people are still not being kind of held up to the standard that they really should be i mean yeah. back in 2011 yeah. 2012 when you had comedians making jokes where the joke was that the racism was irony where because mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. many in the past year or two people got canceled for tweets from eight you know even like a sarah silverman yeah. or whatever where the joke yeah. is clearly i'm not racist but can you imagine if yeah. i was did you did that like ping for you back then or was that only something that in the new tone like how do you feel about people getting canceled for stuff from a different era even though yeah. the intention is actually really negative and bad yeah it's it's exactly yeah, yeah. i would say it's so like many things, actually, it's less the crime than the cover up, you know, if you will. Um, and and this is going to sound weird coming from me, but I'll just say it and we can, you know, talk it through. I, I'm excited. Like, <laughs> I actually think like like for what it's worth, like Lena Dunham does like some of the best job of this, which is like 
she fucks up constantly, but she rarely defends herself. She's like, oh my God, I didn't know. And, you know, then it kind of like maybe goes over to the, all right, you should start to know some of this stuff yeah, at, of at a certain point. Uh, you know, the 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 number of tries you've had. But it's really like, I I think like, the it's it's the it's the defensiveness and the evasiveness that is like really causes the problem because I think that's the thing it's like like and that's sort of the the magic of Yosef's racist a little bit is that it's the word racist is so hot button because to many people it feels like completely black or white something you can never recover from and so you need to defend yourself from that phrase tooth and nail or the word whatever um and the reality is it's like, no, we're all, again, we're all, you know, living on stolen land and our, the wealth of our nation is built on slavery and all this stuff. So it's fine. Like, it's not fine, but like, you're no more complicit like, than like I just want everyone, everyone to know, else. I don't think it's fine. I just want people listening to know that I, I'm not going to get canceled because of you. I'll tell you, you're not going to cancel me on my podcast, mm-hmm. Andrew T. Um, I'm just setting traps. Yeah. I'm setting traps, Michelle. You're and you know, getting, your fault. You're falling into one of these traps. I already feel like I, I have, I but it's like, wait, I'm literally just trying to promote your podcast. Um, no, no, but but yeah. but what I what I mean is like, there's there's like, if you can embrace the change and this idea of change, and and so I actually think like maybe Sarah Silverman's an even better example, right? I because I remember actually like in my capacity at Comedy Central, and again, this is going to sound like I'm specifically going after her, and I'm really not. No, no, no. And it's not even going after. It's not negative, it, which is like. Like at the time I like I, I was working with her on a project and, you know, very tangentially, very low level personally. But she had just had that like I love chinks bit was on <sighs> Kimmel or whatever, That's... which was like, you know, it, it made like like I, I forgot about that, by the way. Was that, that was yeah. so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like when you're operating from a type of comedy, like where where the assumption is you're not racist. Right. And thus like this this thing. And and I, I didn't think she was racist, but also I wasn't positive. And that was the thing that was hard. Right. Was that anytime something went wrong or anytime like I, my, you know, I wasn't doing the, the thing that she wanted. And again, this is all in my head, <gasps> but like, that's I'm so not, tough. I, God, but you can't, be, yeah. you can't, you know, I, I'm like, probably she's not racist, but I don't know. <laughs> and by the way, I'm sure and, if she heard this, I'm not defending her with this. Cause actually I, I had forgotten about that. I won't even say that C word PS. I will not repeat what you said, but, sure. yeah, yeah. um, but, uh, but I'll deny the Holocaust. You know what I mean? Cause I'm Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get it. We you all have it. our thing. We all, we have, all our thing. have our thing. Um, mm-hmm. but no, honestly, I, that is such a that is such a bad feeling. What you're saying, it's interesting. It, funny enough, with the Jewish thing too, where when people joke about it, and you're like, well, obviously they're joking, and then you're like, okay, but where is that joke even coming from, and why? Yeah. Like people don't like to be corrected either. It's the other thing. They really I, don't. I think yeah. That is to me the skill that I think, like, hopefully my podcast, but like generally people are learning, which is like, yeah. of course, no one likes to be corrected. Like, however. By far, the best way to dig yourself out of it is to take the correction. You know, I'm sorry I didn't know. Let's, my bad. Like, my bad is so much easier than, like, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) My next professional apology, like, I'm not hiring anyone to help me. I'm saying, guys, my bad. (laughs) My bad. My My bad. bad. (laughs) But it really, it is. It goes so far. It It does. does. You know what I think we should do? Let's mm-hmm. put a pin in part one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having the best time with you. I'm so grateful that you uh, are doing this. I really, first this of all, is I just, wonderful. I love talking to you. So this is fun. We are yeah. going to have more with the brilliant Andrew T. Uh, I want to talk to you about mixed ish on the next episode, part two, but if you haven't already go uh, subscribe to his podcast, yo, is this racist? Uh, Watch Mixed Dish. Follow him at Andrew T on Twitter and Instagram. He's hilarious on both, really. And uh, yeah, we'll do some advice next time. I want to talk to you Perfect. about all you kinds of bullshit. You know I love bullshit. giving advice. It's all yeah. I ever want to fucking do. Like, truly, I don't even... Let's get through all this racism talk so I can give some <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also want to ask you, we'll talk a little bit more about cancel culture in the next episode because Please, yeah. I'm, I have questions about it, too. So we'll be back Thursday. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.